Good morning. Companions for the journey. Could do a lot with that. Um, but this is about why did I come to this church, and more importantly, why do I stay here? I believe there's a, an interpretation that Unitarian Universalists don't care about theology. I don't think that's true. I came here because of theology, because if I just wanted to hang out in a pretty building and hang out with people on a Sunday morning, there are other churches in this community uh, that are bigger, have more people, could network, be good for my business. But I can't sit and listen. What they're saying is important to me, and I can't agree with it, and I can't sit in their sanctuary and listen to what they teach. And that is why I came to this church. I jokingly said when, you know, at an end gathering, they said, you know, why are you here? I said, because no other church will have me. And some of that's true because they don't want my doubts and they don't want my questions. And I have to question. Barbara once said that uh, we don't believe whatever we want. We believe what we are compelled to believe. And it's true. It would be easier to believe whatever 98% of Shreveport believes. I can't do it. Never been very good at it. And so I came here. Because y'all don't mind when I question. Uh, y'all don't mind when I express my views. And you take what you want, you leave the rest, and I do the same with everyone else. But that doesn't explain why I stay at this church. Why I keep coming back. This church is a family. And like my actual biological family, uh, I don't agree with everybody in it. Some of y'all are crazy. Um, but that's Okay. <clears throat> because you deal with me. And I'm not always an easy man to deal with. But what I do know is that I have come to this church and I've brought what I had. My best and also my worst. I have done what I could to contribute to this church. I've also wronged and hurt many people in this church. But what I know is no matter what, at my best or at my worst, someone is at that door telling me that they're glad to see me. And even if I don't walk in that door, y'all won't leave me alone. Phone calls, emails, where are you? We miss you. The people in this church have amazed me at their generosity and willingness to work through some very difficult things. And that's why I'm still here. And that's why you all aren't getting rid of me. <clears throat> no matter how hard you might try. But amazingly, like I said, nobody tried. I didn't choose this church. This church chose me. And for that, I'm grateful. God is a circle whose center is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere. It's Empedoles 490 BCE. My name is Cherry Musawi. 
I am a Unitarian Universalist. My spiritual home is where spiritual seekers come together as family. As a bit of information, when I was asked to speak today, just a few days ago, um, I was pretty hopped up on antihistamines and sinus medication, so I said yes right away. Of course, when the meds wore off, I thought, what did I do? Um, A few minutes after that call where I agreed, uh, Reverend Barbara called me again to ask my favorite song. The shaker, It's a Gift to to Be Simple, came to mind immediately. Uh, Once again, it could have been the meds. Because as anyone who knows me probably had the same reaction as Reverend Barbara. Really? Uh, Yes, the song makes me cry. Um, But no one who knows me would ever use the word simple to describe anything about me. Um, So true to myself, I complicated this task. I wrote, I wrote this eight times. I researched, I overthought, I kept Abbas awake at night with my scribbling as I was sitting in bed. Then I called up the song on my tablet. And I remembered the feelings that go with it. My spiritual quest is truly, truly the result of many gifts and many simple things. Freely given and hard won, gifts of time and intellect, gifts of a baby's sigh or the touch of a hand, gifts of mornings and evenings, Gifts of joyous laughter and heartbreaking tears. The simplicity of sitting in silence or providing an example of the way. Okay, let's start at the beginning. I grew up in a large, extended Midwestern family. Strict Missouri Synod Lutherans with strong Calvinistic beliefs. One was saved by action. Failure was frowned upon by God. Never fail, never falter, never question. A very difficult quest for this fallible human being. Trying to find a place to belong, I completed the Catholic catechism in college. I memorized rituals and saints, history and lore. I wanted to love it. The consistency, the liturgy, the beauty of it all but it was the wrong gift for me. Catholicism was ill-fitting and uncomfortable. I tried to make the fit work, and, uh, but, but I, I could not. I stopped attending church and concentrated on, on more concrete concerns. Then along came the wondrous gifts of my children. I could feed and clothe them, help them to walk, teach them to read and to cipher, but the great why was not within my grasp. I could not give a gift to them that I had yet to put my hands upon. The quest began, library research, speaking to friends, studying religious practices. One day, while speaking to a Catholic friend on the phone, It was suggested that I sounded like a Unitarian Universalist. 
not knowing what that was, um, that was a great surprise gift. So, more research, more scoping out a small fellowship in the desert where we lived. I finally got up the courage to attend a service. Over the next year, that fellowship shared their journeys and gave to me the gifts of acceptance, knowledge, and grace. For the past 15 years, I've been a member here at All Souls. At the beginning, I volunteered, I co-chaired, I flew around here with purpose. I was still living spiritually by doing. About a dozen years ago, several significant changes began in my life. A spiritual advisor began dragging me, kicking and screaming, I may add, into the truth of who I am. Barbara Susan and I began seriously compiling the children's curriculum. I also began my descent into a decade of physical decline. As my spiritual teacher was helping me to break my complicated worldview into its simpler parts, I had to simplify religion and spirituality in order to teach them to our youngest members. Complex concepts and mores needed to be broken down into simple components. This forced me to examine my beliefs and practices, finding stories and metaphors for illustration. Once again, the reading, the research, breaking down our principles into their simplest elements, and a whole lot of why and why not. We found stories and crafts, created theme snacks. Did you know that sliced celery is in the shape of a U? My pre-K class does. And if you ask a pre-K student about drawing circles of inclusiveness with sidewalk chalk, then eating U-shaped cheese sandwiches, they will tell you all about it. From the simple to the sublime, I helped lead a high school class discussion about the symbols of Jesus. Why crosses and fish? What was their understanding of whom or what Jesus was? Did it matter? That was fun and incredibly enlightening. You want an opinion about something? You ask a high schooler. My own quest was leading me to a God of my understanding. I know that word is difficult for many of us here. It was a difficult journey to claim that word God for myself. I slowly came to believe in a power greater than myself. I am comfortable calling that God merely because I am hobbled by language. My God does not speak with the booming bass of a Charlton Heston movie. He does not float above judging and smiting. Once I was told by the grandfather of a friend that what is greater than us cannot have a name. To give a name is to make that force too small, too human-like. That which is greater than us, he believed, is beyond any human understanding or words. To me, the God of my understanding is truly beyond the words that I have been given. This 
that I cannot name but sense and feel. It is that simple and that complex. I have felt the presence of God in the face of an infant, the laughter of children, within groups of people sharing joys and struggles, when given help by a stranger, and oh so strongly in the sanctuary. For me, this sense of spirit is a tremendous gift. I was married last December to the wonderful, spiritually grounded Abbas Musawi. In this space, lit by candles, our friends and family gave us the gift of sharing in our public declaration of love and commitment. My spiritual quest has come down to the simple acts of being and accepting, trying to be in the present, feel the energy, and accepting the gifts that have been given. Every day is a gift. Every joy, every trial is a gift. Every person is a gift. And it's as simple as that. Thank you. Pardon me while I put my eyes on. Honestly, when Reverend Barbara called me, I was more than a little bit surprised. But it did give me cause to think. You know, and basically what I see here is The question, why did I decide to join All Souls? And there isn't really any simple answer to that question. I have never in my life been a joiner. I was always one of those kids that the teachers wrote in my report cards, does not play well with others. (laughs) And and I kind of like to think I grew out of that. About the time I got to 50. Really, what brought me here in the beginning was an invitation, um, oft repeated actually, by Bill Johnston. Kept running into him in the bookstore. He kept insisting I should come and see what this church was about. I wasn't interested in a church, to be honest. But I said, what the heck, I'd come and see. So I did. His invitation is what got me here. It isn't why I stayed. What prompted me to join this church, to join All Souls, gets repeated every Sunday. And because it gets repeated, I think maybe there's a tendency on the part of some Uh, myself included, to kind of take it for granted sometimes. We call it the unison affirmation. 
What it says resonates with me in a very personal way. It starts out with love. I've seen it all around me in this church, in this congregation. It's rare, but it's here. And I don't mean that it's rare here. I mean it's rare in this world. It talks about the quest for truth. And that's personal truth. And that personal truth varies between any two of us. But that doesn't make our personal truths any less true or any less deserving of respect from one another. So, for us as a congregation, for me as an individual, that respect for the differing personal truths that we each embrace really, really comes across loud and clear. And it's a very important part of why I decided to join this church. The next line talks about service. It says, service is our prayer. That service can be to the church, to each other, to our community, to almost anything at all, any cause or any purpose. The important thing is that we give of ourselves. I give what I can, and a whole lot, but I do what I can, wish I could do more. Then the affirmation talks about peace and the freedom to seek knowledge. That's all important to me, that freedom to seek, regardless of where it leads us, is an incredibly affirming thing in life and is one of the rarest things we'll ever find. In most places, they don't want you to seek. They want you to hear. They want you to receive the wisdom, not find it for yourself. Growing into harmony with the sacred, that means something kind of different to me, I think, and certainly probably to each of us. To me, it is, it's the reaching outward towards the goals of love, of truth, service, freedom, peace. Those together are what create the sacred, what makes the atmosphere of this place 
it had the, you, the congregants, a gathering that is sacred. That really does sum up why I joined this church and why I keep coming back. It's important to me. Thanks. Thanks.